Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. Something that actually, uh, during the business lunch a month or so ago, one of the speakers said something, and it's been like really kind of haunting me, and just really, because it was so true. And then I read, uh, I was reading the Christmas story this uh, past uh, couple of weeks, and I came across, I said, wow, that truth is, is so good. And that is that when God gives gifts, they often come in like strange wrappings. Strange wrappings. They, they, you know. And then I heard this, this story, and then I said, I'm definitely going to speak about this. And that is, uh, there was this rich man, and he was a very wealthy man, and his son was in college, and his son was getting ready to graduate. You know, and, and I mean, we're talking a very, very wealthy man. And so the son kept hinting to the dad. He even took him to the store one time and said, Dad, you see that car? That's the car I really like for my graduation. You know, I've been working really hard. He even told his like, dad's friends to make sure he reminded his dad that that was the car he wanted. It was a really nice car. You know? He kept hinting at it and over and over again. You know? He knew his dad got the point, right? So it was Christmas, and his father called his son down to his office and so his son, like, today's the day. You know, he graduated and everything. And, you know, he got all A's. And so he walked into the office, and his father had this box. His son looked at it, and he said, he said you know, here's your, here's your Christmas graduation present, son. So the son was, like, really excited, but he was kind of, like, looking at it strange because it was kind of not seemed to be as small as he had hoped. And uh, he opened it up, and it was a Bible. And his son was really upset, like got really, really, really disappointed because he had hoped for this car and he really wanted this car. And he was like, Dad, I can't believe you got me a Bible, blah, blah, blah. He got all mad and his, his, his dad said, well, you got to read the passage I underlined. His son was so upset that he just slid the box back to his dad and he ran out and basically he said, that's it. I mean, my father, he has all that money, he has all this stuff and he gives me a Bible and, you know, it's not like I don't like the Bible, but come on. You know, and he was really mad. He was so mad that he actually stopped kind of communicating with his dad. Several years went by and it was like got worse and worse. And pretty soon he never even contacted his dad, you know. But he kind of started feeling bad about it because his dad was starting to get sick. He heard his dad was sick. And before he was able to even contact his dad, his dad died. He was kind of devastated about that. And so he, of course, goes back to the house because, you know, everything there is now his. So he goes into the office of his dad after looking through a a bunch of stuff. And he sees up on the shelf the box, the very box that his father had given him for his graduation present. So he pulls it off the shelf and he realizes this is the very thing that, you know, really, uh, you know, caused the problem. So he opens it up, and, and as he's taking the Bible out, a key falls out of the Bible. And he opens it up to the passage that his father uh, said to look up, and it was underlined and everything. His father had never gotten rid of the box, just left it up there. And it said, if your father, if your earthly father knows how to give good gifts to their son, how much more the heavenly father knows how to give good gifts. And 
He took the key, went down into the basement. His father had like numerous cars. And there was one car in the corner still with the covering on it. And he pulled it off and it was the very car that he wanted. See, many times when we receive gifts from God, we don't like them at first. They're strange. They don't make sense. We kind of sometimes, I don't know about you, but I do. I argue with God sometimes when he gives me certain things. And in Luke chapter 1, this is really what happens. Let's read in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. It says, in the sixth month um, of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth, to the village of Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph and a descendant of King David. And uh, Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. For for, for you have found favor with the Lord. You you will conceive uh, and give birth to a son. And he will name him Jesus. And he will be very great and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. And and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Many asked, uh, excuse me, Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you and the and, and so the baby will be born holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Now, I don't know about you, that's a pretty strange package. It's a pretty strange gift. If I came to you, and I said to you, uh, hey, today you are highly favored of God. How would you feel? Woo! Cool. Love that. That the, if an angel came and visited to you, you and said, listen, you're highly favored... I got something for you. Woo! Come on. How many wouldn't want that? How many would want an angel to come to them and give them a gift from God? Raise your hand if you want that. Amen? Yeah. Maybe we, after, after what I just said earlier, maybe you're not raising your hand. I completely understand. I mean, can you imagine the story? If you could just kind of imagine, not that it happened like this, but just imagine, here's the father up in heaven looking down at the son before the son comes to earth and he says, son, I'm going to make you a gift to the world. Really, dad, you're going to do that for me? You're going to make me a gift to the world? Yes, you know, millions and millions of people are going to worship you and they're going to, they're going to adore you. They're going to love you. They're going to celebrate you every year. Come on now, who, who, wouldn't, who wouldn't get happy about that? Dad, I would love to be that gift. Yeah, you're going to die. This is what happens when God sometimes gives us gifts. They come in very, very strange packages. And when they come to us, many times they are often uh, uh, given to us and they are confusing and disturbing. God's gifts are often confusing and disturbing, just like Mary. Here's the angel comes to Mary. And what does it say? She was confused and disturbed. I agree. Many times God comes and he gives us a gift and we're confused because we want something. God knows what we want. 
Yeah? And then he gives us something that doesn't seem to make sense in comparison to what we want. That's what makes them confusing and disturbing. I was just talking to someone before, I mean, just out there in the cafe area, and he was saying how uh, months ago... uh, we, we preached a message on, on kind of miracles and, and how he was sitting there when he was listening. He goes, that's, you know, that's not for me. That's, you know. And then he saw his wife do exactly what was preached upon. And all of a sudden, a miracle came her way. And so he said, maybe I'll try it. And so he tried it. And at first, nothing happened. And so he said, he gave up. And then all of a sudden, he said, well, let me try one more time. And now all of a sudden, that miracle is happening in his life. Sometimes it never seems to come. God's gift never seems to come the way we want it. Can I get an amen? It just never seems to happen that way. I'm thinking of, you know, Joseph. You know Joseph in the Old Testament? Here's Joseph in the Old Testament. He gets a gift from God. He gets a dream from God. And it says in that dream, you will rule over your dad and you will rule over your, 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 your brothers. He was the youngest and you will rule over all of them. Well, I'm sure when he woke up that morning, woo, great gift from God. Woo, do I got, I've got favor from God. I'm excited about God. I'm excited for what he has to give me. Let me go out and see my brothers. He goes out and sees his brothers and what happens? He ends up getting thrown into a pit. He almost gets killed. Then he gets sold into slavery. Then he gets put into prison, right? Some gift, God, some gift. So I want to say to you first off, right, right away, that listen, God has gifts for us. Can I get an amen? Your promises never fail. Your promises, we just sang it, right? I know your plans for me are good. I know every word that you say. We sang it. We say it. Then he gives it and we go, what? I don't understand it. Don't worry if you don't understand. I've often said this, that, you know, it's kind of funny. God gives us gifts, right? And, and, and they're confusing and we don't understand. Or he gives us a project to do. He tells us, I want you to do this. Oh, I was just talking to a prayer person just this morning. You know, God gave her a dream. And she was like, I don't know if I want that dream. I don't know if I like that dream. God gives us projects. And sometimes, like, he gives it to us and, like, you know, all of a sudden he gives us an idea and the first thing we say is, God, I don't have the money for that. I don't have enough money. Or he gives us a child that's challenging. I don't have the patience, God. Of course, why would he give you everything up front? Where's the faith? Where's the faith? I mean, if you can do it all in in your own ability... I'm going to, I, I, I may have shared this before, but I'm going to share it again now. Okay. Do you realize that it is impossible? It's impossible for you to display God, to manifest God. It's impossible for you to manifest God if you can do it. Hey, think about it, right? Okay. Am I manifesting God? No. Why? Because I can do that. You know, want to sit in this chair? <laughs> Steve, come sit. Come sit. Okay. Now God says to lift this chair, right? 
Now it's going to have to be God. Because I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not strong enough. I'm, I'm too old. I'm, I, I, I don't lift weights. Now, maybe Johnson could do that, but then he can't display God, can he? If Johnson did it, everybody would go, yeah, look at him. But if I did it, if I stood there and all of a sudden you'd be going, woo, you'd either be saying it's magic, he's tricking us, or it has to be God. See, you cannot display God if you can do it. That's why God gives you gifts that are way more than you can handle. That's why God, you say you want you want to you want to serve God, and I don't know you want to you want to touch bond jars, and God says, "Yeah, I got ten for you, ten bond jars. I can't do ten bond jars. No kidding. That's the point. That's the whole idea. You know, God gives Gideon a gift. He finally recognizes it, right? Gideon, all of a sudden, he's 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 all scared. The angel comes to Gideon. It says, mighty warrior. Gideon goes, not me. I'm the least of the least. I've got nothing. You know, he's actually hiding. You realize he was actually hiding? And so then he finally listens to the angel. Okay, God's going to, you know, God's going to use me to deliver the, the Israelites from the Philistines. Okay, who's with me? All these guys come out with him. God says, I got a gift for you. Really? You got more? Yes, we're going to take away thousands. You're only going to do it with 300. I mean, think about this situation. It's, you know, we think Gideon stood there and went, okay, no problem, we'll do it. I have a feeling Gideon was still trying to figure out what in the world God was doing. Highly favored one, Mary. You're going to get, you know, your betrothed to be married. Yeah. I, that's why I love this scene in the play. I love this scene. The way, the way it was written was beautiful because, you know, she, she says to her mom, I'm pregnant or I'm, I'm going to have a baby. And she said, of course you're going to have a baby. You get married to Joseph and then you have a baby. And then she says, no, I'm pregnant now. Some gift. I'm sure those parents, I'm sure Mary and Joseph prayed, look forward, God, to having a baby God, you know, when we get married, we want to have a baby. We want to be pure. We want to do it right. God says, I got a gift for you. It's way more than you can imagine. And it can be confusing and disturbing. So when God gives you a gift, don't throw it away. Don't throw it away like that kid. Don't dismiss it. Hold on to it. Because God's gift often takes time before you see its value. I mean, Mary and Joseph had a very difficult time. This was not easy for them. I mean, they had shame of their family. They had shame of, of, I mean, come on. Joseph's a carpenter. He goes into work the next day. I'm sure he didn't walk in and go, guess what? We're going to have a baby. I'm sure he didn't do that. I'm sure he didn't say anything. Then all of a sudden, the small baby bump starts happening in Mary. And then the start talking. And now they have to deal with the shame, the guilt. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, I know the prophecies and all that stuff, so, but I'm just, just imagine. I'm sure that Joseph and Mary were probably happy to go 
to Bethlehem. Think about it. We get to get away. We get to go to a place where nobody knows we're not married. Where nobody knows, nobody's been talking about us for the last nine months. In some ways, they probably thank God for that trip. Because they couldn't see the value through all the confusion. They couldn't witness, they couldn't understand that God was doing something so miraculous. They couldn't understand it. You know, picture this. Paul, he, he comes to Jesus. He, he sees the light. He gets blinded. And, 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 and some have said it's, he, he never, his eyes never fully were, were right. I mean, it's a long story what his weakness was. But we know that he prayed, God, take away this weakness. He prayed it three times and God said, no. It's a gift. It's a gift so that I can show how strong I am in your life. God, why didn't you give me this gift? Why didn't I get this, God? How come I need this gift, right? And God doesn't give it to you, right? He keeps it from you. And you're sitting there complaining because you have a weakness. And yet, that can be the most valuable thing. You have struggle in your relationships. I'm not saying that's a gift from God. I I don't believe it, but... Just follow me on this. So you have a struggle in your relationships, right? What do you do? You throw it away? Because inside that struggle is gold. There's gold. Uh, They say it in America, they say it like this. There's gold in them there hills. That's what they say from the south. There's gold in that. Because as you work through that, as forgiveness flows, as you struggle to forgive, as they struggle to ask for forgiveness, as you, as you mend the relationship, as you begin to build trust again, you come out. That's why Job said, I will come forth as gold when I go through the trial. See, I'm not saying that you know, bad relationships are a gift from God. That's, you understand what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is you have gifts, so many gifts that God has around you. They are gifts from God that are opportunities for you to grow strong in the Lord. Powerful in the Lord. Mighty in God. Think about Mary's life after After Jesus died on the cross. I have a feeling she was quite a powerful, wise woman. I'm sure that she gave out very good advice towards the end of her life. I'm sure there was a kid that came to her, probably in some church, and said, Mary, my life is ruined. You want to talk about ruined life? Let me tell you about it. Let me tell you what God can do in situations, in circumstances. See, if we throw the gift away or we run away from the very thing that will bring power and, 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 and gold into our lives, we will miss the very thing that God wants to do in our lives. Do what Mary and Joseph did. Face it. Trust God through it. Walk in it, even if it feels shameful. Because you know what? 
you know, I may gossip about Johnson. I may throw shame on Johnson. But I have a feeling if he's walking the way God wants him to walk, even after he makes a mistake, God is going, go, Johnson. You're my boy. You're the one. I may have told this story years ago. I'll just tell it again. There's this kid. He was a 12-year-old kid, 12-year-old boy. He was sitting in the, in the seat and during the worship, you know, and, and everybody was, you know, jumping around and worshiping God and going at it. And, and he, you know, he looked around. He saw his friends, you know, his friends, his buddies. His buddies were sitting there, you know, acting cool. You don't, you don't. By the way, you, you don't dance. It's not cool. God forbid you should jump around like the worship leaders. They're just worship leaders. They're supposed to. So he's like sitting there and he doesn't want to jump around because he wants to be cool like his friends. And he said, all of a sudden, this is a true story. All of a sudden, he he said to me, he said, he said, you know, he said, God spoke to me. I'm like, oh, really? What did he say? He said, he said, look at your friend. And all of a sudden he looked over at his friend down, down the row, you know, sitting with his parents. And all of a sudden the kid's mind started floating. Like he saw the kid's mind, you know. And it was like floating there. And he said, see? His friend said, yeah, I see. And then all of a sudden he looked up on the stage and he said he saw this mind floating. This floating mind. He looked back at his friend. He saw his friend. Then he looked back up. He saw the mind. Then he looked back up. He saw the mind above the worship team. And all of a sudden the mind above the worship team just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It went outside the walls and just got so big that he couldn't comprehend how big it is. And he said... Look at your friend. So that's your friend's mind. Look up at the front. That's my mind. What do you care about what that little thing thinks? Only what I think. Don't worry if you have to walk through difficulties or somebody laughs at you because you have a weakness. Or God is going to use it. Can I get an amen? Just walk in it. Walk through it. Let God strengthen you through it all. Because the value will only be seen later, not at the beginning. And then, of course, this gift that Mary receives, right? This gift that Mary receives. God's gift will always save you and many others. The gift that God gives you is going to save you and many others. You feel right now you're at a certain level of strength in God, a certain level of being able to handle the things of the world. You have weaknesses. You have opportunity, gifts all around you. Let me tell you, if you walk in God and you overcome and God uses those things and you end up becoming like gold, you will not just save yourself. You will save your family. You will save your children. You will save your friends. Can I get an amen? I mean, Mary and Joseph, Joseph, come on, toughest situation in the world. He could have dumped his, he could have legally, and I don't even think God would have been mad at him because he had a right to say, you know what? I don't believe it. But I have a feeling before Joseph died, he was a blessing to many. The gift that God gave him, he walked in it. God showed him things that no one else would ever understand. God will show you things that you will understand later. Deeper than anyone else. Deeper than anyone else. 
And so there'll be deep waters in you. As you take the gift that God gives you, it'll become more valuable and you will save yourself and you will save others. I guess I got enough time, so I'm going to keep going. Now, let's be honest. Can I be honest with you? Come on, let's be honest. We are all strange gifts. Come on, look at us. We're weird looking. We're all different looking. The other day I was looking in the mirror and I I realized I got hair growing out of my ears. And, you know, I mean, I'm getting fat and, you know, I'm falling apart, you know. And I got these weird gifts. I mean, I got these like this unique gifting in me, these things that I don't have and things that I do have. And sorry, you're, I'm your pastor. I don't know what to tell you. That's what you get. You get what you get and don't get upset, you know. And you get a strange gift. We're all strange gifts to this world. But you know what? It says what? God has made us. He has made us masterpieces. And I would say it this way. God looked down at the world. He saw that the world was in need. It was in need of something it didn't have. And so God created you and said, you are going to display me like no one else. The world needs you. You are a gift to the world. So the next time, you know, your husband or your wife, you know, looks at you and gets upset, you just say, man, I'm a gift, man. I'm a gift from God to you. Don't be telling me I'm a gift. Yeah, kids, when you get mad at your parents, <laughs> you say, parents, I'm a gift, man. And oh, you're a gift to me. Your friends, you're a gift to your friends. You're a gift to your neighbors. You're a gift to the Banjar. You're a gift, a unique one, a strange one. Very strange, Yes. I mean, come on, let's be honest. You know, you hang around someone long enough, you start seeing some strange things in their lives. Let's be honest. I do some strange things, you know. My wife does strange things. I'll never tell you some of the things my wife does. She's weird, man. But I have learned to love those strange things. I think those strange things actually become funny. Uh, when we talk about becoming whole month, that's one of the things I'm going to talk about. That we just need to laugh at ourselves. Just stop laughing at yourself. Come on. Stop being so serious. Now I'm going to say a little bit because i got time. You ever watch? I, I love kids. I, I love watching my, my grandkids. But I love watching kids. You know, they walk from here to there, right? I mean, it's an adventure. Oh, it's fun. You know, they're skipping, they're hopping, they're jumping, they're looking, they're exploring. You know, like this whole world from there to there is an amazing walk. We're so serious, you know. Hi. We're so serious. We need to start laughing at ourselves. So you make a mistake. Yup, you're a weird gift. So what? Laugh at yourself. Yup, that's me. Yup. It's that simple. We are all strange gifts that God has created as masterpieces to be a gift to the world. That's why when Jesus, when the angel said to Mary, highly favored one, he knew that she was a gift to the world. Got her all excited. Then he says, guess what I'm going to do? As I use you as a gift to the world. 
There's where everything goes a little bit more difficult. But then something happened. Something happened. And here's, here's the beautiful thing that happened. Now, I don't know, in Indonesia it's a bit different, you know, in America... It was one of the reasons why I didn't really like Christmas in America, just so you know, I don't really, because it was so much about gifts, you know, so much, you know, uh, uh, so funny. I went over to my, uh, my wife before we were married. I went over, it was one of the first times I ever met their family was during Christmas. And so I went over to her house for Christmas. Now the father, he didn't know me and he was expecting another guy. Yeah. So I walked in, and of course, he felt really bad. So he went in the other room, got the gift he was going to give the other guy, pulled the tag off and gave it to me. <laughs> because in America, there's this real worry that like, if someone gives you a gift, you've got to give them a gift, right? And we have games, we have what we call gift exchanges, yeah? No, there's nothing wrong with that. It's all good, you know? Exchanging a gift. And that's exactly what Mary did to really receive God's gift. She did a gift exchange. What does it say in the scriptures? It says in Luke, it says, And Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. You see, what she said was, God, you're giving me this gift. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. But Lord, I'm going to give myself to you in exchange for the gift you have for me. And that's what God's desire is for us. I want to end in a a time of worship. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come. See, are you willing? See, Jesus did this very same gift exchange. Jesus didn't enjoy dying on the cross it says he was so upset he was so full of stress that drops of blood were coming out of his 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 his, his, uh, brow right and i believe that the gift exchange happened in the garden of gethsemane when he was sitting there, and he's like, Lord, take this cup from me. I can't handle this gift that you want to give me. I can't handle it, God. I don't want it. But what did he finally say? Not my will, but your will be done. And it was at that point, there was an exchange. God, Jesus said, you know what? I'm going to give my life to your will, God. To whatever you have for me, I'm going to give my will. I'm going to give my life. You said it, I'll do it. And I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust that, Lord God, you're going to take me through. I'm going to trust, God, that you're the one. See what he said when he was on the cross? He said, into your hands I commit my spirit. Again, he's just like, God, I'm just giving it all to you. Because during the cross, he was struggling. My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? He couldn't understand. It was confusing. But eventually he just said, you know what? I trust you, God. Will you trust God that what he's giving you, even though it's strange and confusing, even though it does, you don't see the value right away, will you say, God, 
I know your plans for me are good. I know every promise. Because yes, in your name. I know, hallelujah, that all the words, all the, the, the things that you have told me will happen, Lord God. I'm going to trust those and I'm going to give my life to you and just surrender. Because I'll tell you this right now. You cannot. It won't happen. If you don't give your life in exchange for the gift he has, you will struggle. Basra. You've got to. You've got to surrender. Got to. So this morning, I'm just going to ask that some of the worship, uh, the prayer team, come up because we're going to. If you are struggling with the things that God is uh, <laughs> is gifting you, if you are struggling with the things that God has told you, I'm going to do it through you, or He's given you a child that's like, <sighs> I've been there, or He's given you a parent. That you're like, why did you give me? God, why did you give me those parents? Those were gifts. I don't understand it. But they were gifts from God. Will you surrender today? If that's you, and I'm just going to pray in a minute. If that's you, if you need prayer to just do a gift exchange at the altar, give your life and surrender. So if you want to just do an exchange, a gift exchange today, and give your life and surrender for what God has for you, 